Okay, I want you to try again. This time you've got to say Views from the Sofa Presents. Go for it. Views from the Sofa Presents! Perfect. Hey guys, this is WWE NXT superstar Dominic Dijakovic, and I want to give a shout out to the Wrestling Predict Cast. I think it's an awesome podcast, and you should definitely tune in. Be sure to feast your ears on the Wrestling Predict Cast. <laughs> Everybody and welcome to the Wrestle Predict Cast. We are here to discuss what's usually the biggest party of the summer, but for some reason has now been taglined with "You won't see it coming," even though it's heavily uh, marketed. I'm here to discuss SummerSlam with my co-hosts, competitors. I would say friends, but I don't think I'll go that far. Um, we'll start off by introducing Joe. How are you, Joe? Yeah, I'm good, mate. Thank you. How are you? Uh, not bad at all, not bad at all. You prepared to discuss SummerSlam, the, the biggest party of the year? Oh, wow, it's going to be the biggest party of the year in my house because we've, we've had COVID, mate, so. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, it could be good. I'm, I'm, I'm excited about the pay-per-view. There's more matches that I don't know the answers to, like that I don't know the results to than normal. So I think that's probably a good thing. That's fair, that's fair. I, I think it's nice to have more than four matches to discuss, to be honest. And yeah. joining me and Joe is Luke. How are you, Luke? Yeah, I'm very good. Thanks, Ben. Uh, excited to discuss SummerSlam? I am, actually. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. I mean, we'll come on to it, but I think they've built it up really well, actually, especially some of the storylines. So, yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Good. Well, I think that's not a bad place to start. I think what we usually do is we have a quick look back at our previous pay-per-view, but it's been a good, like, six or seven weeks since then. It's been a big, long um, gap between. And the last pay-per-view was just all over the place. So the last pay-per-view was Extreme Rules. Um, we had MVP and Apollo Crews not fight whatsoever, though MVP technically won that match by forfeit but didn't win the title, even though he carried around a title. Um, Seth Rollins kind of blinded Rey Mysterio. But, oh, no, but he never did he. But he, because, but he did Because no, apparently... Because you, apparently Sorry, you're, both so, you're both so keen to explain how he's not blinded. Go on, Luke. Well, apparently your eye comes out of its socket, but because it's still attached, it's all right. So you just pop it back in. Yeah, which, which, which. I mean, I, I was, I didn't, I was not aware of that. I was not aware that it's essentially like one of those frigging ball and cup games where you pop, pop the ball out the cup and have to try and catch it again. Um, Asuka I'm versus. Glad said, Sa- I'm glad you said that, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the ball and cups, what I thought. Mate, honestly, like, I, I just felt so sorry for that, um, for Charlie Caruso, just giving us the medical update. Uh, so, the bad news is I had come out. Good news, if you just push it back in, it's fine. Um, so, is that, also, that technically means that that match was also a no contest, wasn't it? To win that match, you had to blind your opponent. He didn't do that. So, no, 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 he just had to extract the eye. Was no. that all it was, was it? Yeah. <laughs> it was specific. Like, they were really specific, Ben, about just, you just got to extract the eye. Not blind. <laughs> Not extract, cut off the cords, just just extract. My, the funniest, the bit that I loved the most, though, was on the SmackDown, was on the Raw, would have been the Raw the next day or like within the next couple of weeks where Drew McIntyre said to Dolph Ziggler, I am going to pick a stipulation and you're not going to know what it is. And someone from the entertainment yeah. the, so I went, eye for an eye! <laughs> 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 <Just work there. laughs> 
Um, we had Sasha Banks and Asuka in probably the worst finish. I think the worst, most confusing finish I've ever seen in wrestling. I don't, it just didn't make any sense. It, it, it was an absolute mess. That ended up being a no contest. Bailey beat Nikki Cross quite cleanly. Drew McIntyre beat, beat Dolph Ziggler in what was actually a fairly decent match and a pre- pretty decent stipulation. And then we had the Braun Strowman Bray Wyatt cinematic match. Um, that was a massive disappointment, if you ask me. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I, I, I agree. I think it's really weird because I was looking forward to that match probably the most and least looking forward to the McIntyre-Dolph Ziggler. And it was the other way around in terms of my enjoyment. So I thought Drew McIntyre-Dolph Ziggler was probably, was probably the best match of the night. Um, and then but the, 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 the Swamp match was just, it was just so bitty, broken up. It just didn't really make any sense. I mean, he was fighting himself at one point. It was just a bit... <laughs> It's a bit weird. <laughs> and obviously, the, the weirdest thing for me, Ben, if you don't mind me interrupting, the weirdest thing for me was was watching it going. If I was introduced, so like Luke's relatively new to wrestling, right? And I think I think he's enjoyed it. But I was just watching it going. Imagine if you were like, look, WWE, I really enjoy. Watch this, watch this pay per view, and you'll get a sense of what it's like. You'd be like, I've not, I'm not, not a clue what it's about. Doesn't make, doesn't seem to make any sense. Some guy beat himself up with a shovel. At one point, like it seems that people can just, you know, think of, you know, if you think of the sports a bit of a farce at times. One of the people just knocked out a referee, took his shirt, and then counted the pin. Like, ah, <laughs> oh, it's got to be a legitimate sport then, because that's that's how it works, isn't it? What they're doing, uh, that's what they're doing in football. I mean, it's considering the whole the whole concept of this podcast is that we predict results, we then get results, and we keep a running tally. It was difficult for Extreme Rules. I wasn't sure who'd won what and what was counting. So we went by WWE.com. That's the that's the rules for it. They counted MVP as the winner of his match. They counted Seth Rollins as the winner of his. Sasha Banks and Asuka was a no contest, which was gutting because I was the only one out of the three of us that, counted, that said that um, Sasha Banks was going to win that one as well. So absolutely gutted. Um, Bailey obviously won hers. Drew McIntyre won his. And for some reason... Bray Wyatt was considered the winner of the Swamp match. I'm not even sure why that was the case, other than the Fiend popped out at the end. Yeah, that's the only reason I can think of. I, so that I'm not even sure how you have a winner if there's no referee. You also had another oh, match. You had another match which I was annoyed about because that was my wild card. Shinsuke Nakamura and Cesaro beating the New Day. They but did. But it was too late for our predictions, Ben. It, it was, and I think you're going to have the same problem again this week, uh, this round yeah. as well, because unless they randomly get added on Monday, um, yeah, they just they can't decide their matches quick enough for you, Luke. That's the problem. Yeah. Although so, the Luke House party could always beat them. You just never know. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair at this point, you never know. Um, so at this point in time, the scores after, after, after round three... Yeah, the scores after Extreme Rules. Um, Tom W is got 15 points. Me and me, Joe. Oh. And, oh yeah, me, Joe and De- me, Joe, me, Joe and Dave are tied on 12 each. Luke's got 10, and um, Kaz yeah. is bringing up the rear with nine. Brilliant. So, even Dave's, even Dave's beating me. Yeah, I mean, we're going. We're going to start. Talk, we're going to start talking about SummerSlam. Um, Wild cards don't play too much into it because we've only got we've got one wild card each involved, so that's at least one bonus. At least that makes it fair. Um, but before we start talking about SummerSlam, before we start predicting matches, Raw and SmackDown's been a bit mental um, the last couple of weeks. So we've had 
Raw, I think we'll start with Raw and the introduction of Raw Underground. Um, Joe, I think we'll start with you. I think you'll be pleased with that. Raw Underground. Yeah. Happy? Like it? Think it's got legs? What, what's your thoughts? What are my thoughts? I think, I think, let's start with the positives. I think fair play for trying to do something different. Um, I like, I like, I think if, if if we're calling out all the things we're calling out that we don't think WWE is very very creative and it's a bit um, it's losing interest and it's not doing the stories we want and we can write better stories than WWE can write then I can't really knock them for trying different things and I've got a bit of time for that. On the negative, it just seems a bit random at the moment. Um, Shane McMahon doing commentary for it. Um, just a bit it's just a bit of a and 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 it seems to be just like it's so far been like oh here's a random person that you will need to know in the future versus someone who you're ne- we don't, not even going to give them a name credit for so it's pretty obvious who's going to win all those matches and it's but i think there's this there's, there's something there's something there um if used correctly that's what that's 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 as positive as i can be about it at the moment that's fair what do you think luke um I think I don't really know what it what what it is at the moment. I think I don't, I don't think WWE knows what it is either. So I think that's probably part of the problem. I think they're probably just trying to make some sort of like real Fight Club type of arrangement, but it's not, it doesn't really feel like there's any focus. Um, yeah, so I, just, I don't really get it at the moment. I think it was better this week than last week. So at least it's a kind of a bit of a trajectory there, and hopefully it, get, it keeps improving. Um, yeah, just a bit of continuity as well. Like the first, the first one ended with like the hurt business, like saying they bought Raw Underground and then now they own it, and then they wasn't even involved in the second one, so that, that was a bit random. Yeah, so I, just, I, just, I just don't think there's much focus on it. Um, Raw. Oh, as I missed whole, that. I didn't... What was that? Sorry. I missed that about. I didn't realize. The, I thought the hurt business was just giving in like a generic promo. I didn't realize they were actually buying it. Well, they I, said they, they said we, they said we own it now. We're going to own it from now on. We're controlling it. And then cleared house. Ah, uh, uh, right, got you. Yeah. So I mean, it's, I was... it's, str- it's strange because I think, like, well, I'm, I'm sure we'll get onto it as well. But Raw as a whole, I've really enjoyed, especially the last episode. I thought it was absolutely brilliant. Um, but the, I just don't get Raw Underground at the moment. For me, with Raw Underground, they didn't do enough with it from what week one to week two. So week one, it was this big exciting thing, and it was like this could be different. You could do something here, and that last wasn't the best part of raw by any stretch of imagination it's not going to solve all their problems but it's different and to their credit their ratings did improve and the ratings within the demographic that matters did improve so there's something there um what i did realize is you need entrances and promos to sell characters because you don't get either of those two things in raw underground so some of the characters you're meant to be behind apart from the ones that have already been on main roster are a little bit faceless you don't get enough like, is that the guy from last week I saw beaten up? Because I can't, I, I don't remember. He's not wearing any attire. He's just wearing like black trousers. And, but so did the other five guys who've been fighting. So I don't know who I should be following and who I shouldn't. And the other thing is it, it was used to like bolster the hurt business to, I mean, even Dolph Ziggler and one of the Viking Raiders got decent wins the first week. And you thought this could be used to good effect. And then it just wasn't used that well the next week. It was kind of stashed the last hour, wasn't really heavily promoted. Uh, I think um, Shayna Baszler did well out of it. But apart yeah. from that, you're like, okay, well, you're going to use it to build one wrestler. It's a lot of time 
for that one, you know, as a, as a concept where really it could be something, it could have been very exciting the second week too and carry that on. But I don't know, it depends where it go with it. The other, the other question I've got is what does it mean for when you go back to the ring? Because Dolph Ziggler looked impressive. Um, I think it was Ivan from the Viking Raiders looked impressive. But then do they go back and wrestle like that? Do they go back and just the normal gimmicks? Like what, what does it mean? How is it going to work side by side? So it's, it's interesting to see where it goes from there. The thing is, right, everyone... There's also a question for me. There's, I was say, there's a question for me about why does it need to be presented in the way that it is being presented? Like, why don't they just have it as like a legitimate cage fighting like thing? Like, you know, why, why can't it be that? Why can't it be... Why can't it be like a gritty cage fighting, which is not done, which is done in the back, but it's not got weird strippers dancing, um, which they, they got pretty, rid of sharpish. And that like weird music along with it as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know. It just seems a bit of a, it's, a, it's, it's, it's something. It's definitely something. Sorry, Luke, you were going to say something, mate. Yeah. I can't remember what I was going to say, but I think that, that I think because Raw was so good, it stood out to me as bad. So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll see where it goes. We'll give it a chance, can't we? Like, but I just hope it doesn't turn into one of those things where they do it for a bit and be like, oh, we'll just give up on it like the hacker thing. So, um, hopefully they build it into something. Oh yeah, I mean, a lot of a lot what a lot of people have said is exactly that: is that you know, there's no point getting excited about anything new in WWE because it it lasts less than a month. Wild cards, invitationals. Um, yeah, yeah, the hacker gimmick. I think the only thing that might have some sort of legs at the moment, which is what I wanted a quick quick chat about, because it could matter for rest, for SummerSlam to be fair, is Retribution. So Retribution is the other big story at the moment. You've got these people who confusingly are dressed like the ninjas. You could just give them something else. Don't dress two yeah, random yeah. factions that are run around in two. Because when they when they showed Retribution trashing what I assume was supposed to be the electric generator for the building. I thought it was the ninjas trashing it. And I was like, well, that's a random. Yeah. Oh, that's, yeah, I what's that about? So, you know, but retribution, something a bit different. Um, do you think it's got legs, Luke? Do you think it's going somewhere? Um, I don't know. I'm just trying to work out what the end point is. I mean, like who I'm just trying to work out who's leading it, um, who's part of it. Like I also read somewhere like, is it a jab from WWE at the audience? So are they saying like the retribution like is us and basically saying that um, you know, that that's what we do we try you know they're trying to do a show but we're just trashing it slagging them off <laughs> you know so that's... are we as the, are we as the fan base re- retribution and Vince McMahon basically going this is you like ruining wrestling <laughs> ruining WWE um, someone, someone someone's thought about that way too didn't <laughs> yeah, that's, that's and I'll be honest with you that's not a bad theory but that's giving Vince McMahon way more credit and creativity than that man has shown in at least the last 10 years let alone longer than that that's fine to be funny it's I, gonna, uh, yeah it's going to be Dominic Dijakovic at the end of it <laughs> <laughs> and also Ben can I, can I just say Ben I'm really disappointed in you right so you saying that you're saying that WWE don't build long-term storylines. You're forgetting what was a seminal part of probably 2019, and what was in the cage? Oh, of course, yeah. What was in what was in the now fired um, Eric uh, Rowan's cage? Eric Rowan, good, because I kept thinking Luke Harper, and it was the other one. Eric Rowan's cage, which no, to be fair, we did get an answer for that. It was a mechanical tarantula <laughs> who could operate a tiny camera. Yeah. <laughs> he was on he was he did an interview for a podcast and he said 
his it, obviously this spider wasn't his idea. His idea was to have a little woman in the cage, like an actual little woman in the cage, which is well, much much worse. <laughs> I read yes, much, well, much I, I read this as well. So apparently, if, so I haven't watched it, but something called American Horror Story. There's a little woman, and it's oh, apparently right. apparently that woman. I don't know. <laughs> that he protects her so that he protects her from the the horribleness of everyday life um, by keeping her in a cage which I think is much worse and also not something that WWE should be ever trying to like <laughs> like we're, so you've got a, hang on sorry we're um, Fox right so this guy is going to come out with a caged woman is it go with the mechanical spider James Retribution thing. Right? So, the, 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 yeah, going back to Retribution. So, that first time when they trashed SmackDown with chainsaws and all sorts of stuff for a while, I thought, oh, this is like pretty interesting. But then the next week, they were like, oh, like, to counteract this, I'm just going to put like two bouncers on the door and then like with no weapons or anything. So, like, if some people with chainsaws come up, obviously they're going to stop them coming back in. <laughs> Right, it's, it's the, the inconsistency of like, oh right. So what we're gonna do first night is we're gonna we're gonna turn over a bin and switch the lights off and on occasionally, right? Woo! Then we're gonna come in with chainsaws and smash the place up, and then we're gonna put and two. Harass, and like harass the crowd. To be fair, like at one point they yeah, were like beating the crowd, woman, up, yeah. and you were thinking, there's like the, you guys are supposed to be professional fighters. How are none of you coming out to protect her? Like, just some, someone come out, a group of you. The, the roster's double the amount of people here. Some of you come out and help. But no, no, it's fine. We'll just let this woman get harassed on TV. Don't cut the cameras for that five, either. There was five people the first time. Was, was it like about eight or nine last night? I'm, yeah. I'm confused. But also then the cinder block. It was like, <laughs> oh, yeah, let's put a window through the cinder block. And then we've got, we've got this other cinder block. Should we put the next window through? No, 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 no finish off that tiny bit of glass that's left because they might just reuse that glass for someone else like what are we doing well, what are we doing oh anarchy it's also, anarchy it's also how all over the place it is because at one point it's we're going to smash this window with a cinder block Ooh, we're also going to flip this car it's like all right like, like from one extreme to the other it's like, i don't know yeah. what do you I think mean, it, like, so, so what do you think it actually is who do you think like what, what do you think the reason behind it is i think it's going to be it's going to be a, a, an easy way to introduce some upper mid card wrestlers or to to build some upper mid card wrestlers so i've heard some rumors i've heard dominic dijakovic as much as we were friend of the show dominic dijakovic i've heard his name i've heard um more on that to come more on that to come as a, yeah but alistair black as a as a contender for being someone in there i think it's people it, it's a good way to bolster two or three people and to give them a, a very big push quick um yeah. and then you could build it from there it, it, if if they do it well um and don't overdo it or oversaturate it you could have a solid five members and you slowly unmask the members and it could yeah. be one of those where it's anybody is part of retribution so you could have people come up from nxt you could have um like i said your dominic dijakovic's your your um champa yeah, another one yeah exactly gagana well gagana's got his own kind of story going now so he he's not so much but champa is a great shout but you've got these people it's very easy to, to and and introduce them to a crowd that way and it gives them an instant excitement as well so i suppose i just don't really understand why 
so why are they anti WWE? If they're part of WWE already and just like part of this new thing, then why are they? Why is it everything anti WWE and destroying anti WWE? I suppose that's what I do, connection I can't make. Like for maybe, me, maybe they're not. Maybe they're not getting the. They're not getting the push or something. It'll be the the way they'll do it. I reckon. Like that'll be the storyline. I also for, think for, for, for me it would be more make more sense that someone who was let go, like a group of wrestlers that were let go by yeah. by WWE in the past, like you know when they or they all got released, like a group of those, that would make yeah. sense to me. It could, would, well, it, could, it could well be that. To be fair, they've done this before to varying degrees. So you have like I think the most recent example of this in WWE was probably Nexus as yeah. the most recent example of this, which was. All, which was a big group of people from NXT when NXT was slightly different to what it is now. And that worked really, really well. We're the new generation. We're changing things. We're coming up. So there are scope for it. You have, and, and sometimes you don't need a reason. Sometimes it's we're, an, we're, we're anarchy for anarchy's sake. You know, we're representing the people. It doesn't need to mean anything. It just, it's a little bit of excitement. It's the, it's the unpredictability. And that's, that's the problem with WWE over the last couple of weeks is it's just predictable. You know where the promos are going. Every promo is the same. It's set out with exactly the same structure. The difference over the last two weeks has been that there's been some unpredictability. You know, the the Randy Orton stuff where he turned on Ric Flair this last episode was fantastic. The way they used Retribution to cover the fact he'd given him a head punt, just, you know, because you're there going, there's no way you can attack Ric Flair. Ric Flair's an old guy that's been in a coma. They wouldn't, they even WWE wouldn't do that, but then they use those kind of elements to make it work. You've got the fact that um, Hurt Business are doing what they're doing and they seem to be taking over and going through every single facet. There's lots of different elements here. It's just how long you can keep that unpredictability. So we'll see where it goes. But I think it's definitely going to have an impact on the show, on SummerSlam itself. Yeah. It, it'll be interesting as well because I think, depending on how well it goes, it will determine whether or not this group has a leader, and that leader could be interesting. That 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 could be where you get your CM Punk in, in my opinion. If if you if you wanted to do that, if you wanted to make this go till Royal Rumble and then unveil CM Punk ready for WrestleMania, I mean, that's probably better writing than WWE are capable of. But that that is an option. That that's yeah. that's that would be interesting. Yeah. Uh, so, so it feels like they're making a big deal about the crossing the WWE logo out. Yeah. Like they've, they've highlighted that quite a few times, haven't they? So it's definitely not like anti WWE. Definitely. Maybe it's, just, maybe it's an AEW invasion. <laughs> <laughs> be a big. That'll be. A, I mean, that'll be a big story. To be fair, probably the 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 biggest story of 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 the last decade would be if they they've managed to make a deal with their only competition to invade the. Uh, yeah, Mate, I mean, imagine if it was the imagine if it was the elite. Oh, I mean, it would be must see TV. That. It's never yeah, gonna happen. Yeah, you're, you're done. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, So let's uh, let's start discussing SummerSlam. So um, the way the podcast works, we count down or run through each of the matches that have been announced. We are doing this the Sunday before the pay per view, so there are still potentially matches that could be announced. We might get to that at the end. Um, there are eight matches today. We go on a bit of a rotor for who goes first. The order is going to be me, Joe, then Luke for the announcements, uh, for the predictions. And we've got some wild cards in play, meaning that our predictions are made for us. But we'll get to those in a bit. The first match is probably the one that I think is one of the two that I think is probably we've got the least to say is um, Mandy Rose versus Sonia Deville 
hair versus hair. Um, I'm going to just make it really clear. Mandy Rose is winning this because her hair's already been attacked. And Sonia Deville's got a, got a um, character and a gimmick that would actually probably be improved by her having a shaved head in like the attitude she's got, the way she fights, the kind of old MMA type person. I can see that the way they're going. Plus, she's the heel in this. It's very rare you have the face have their head shaved in a face heel situation like this. It's usually the heel that has their head shaved. Um, so, yeah, for me, Mandy Rose is winning the first match. What do you think, Joe? Um, I completely agree with you on, on all those points. I think... I'm less I'm less concerned about the fact that she's already had the hair haircut because that was a bit I, I was looking at going well you've cut her extensions off like quite low at the bottom quite a random attack if you were really going to make her like look look hideous um, but I I agree with you I I think Sonya Deville will suit it I can't see them making Mandy Rose bold um, like do you know it just it just just doesn't, just doesn't make just doesn't, just doesn't make any it doesn't make any sense commercially does it. I think I think they'd probably be saying to Sonya Deville like actually do this and then you will get a push. like you know you could you know you could you could you know make this a make this a really entertaining storyline lose your hair change your attitude we'll give you a few wins and we'll push you a bit would be great yeah that's fair what, you, what, what about you Luke yeah I agree I think Mandy Rose is having a head shaved no is he's not having a head shaved it's going to be Sonya <laughs> Deville um I think I mean I really like Sonya Deville um and when we did our draft picks i picked her because i think she's i think she's gonna have a really good future and i i actually really enjoyed their pro the promo where she went basically mental and shaved like did the i mean i haven't seen this sort of thing before so you you might have had seen it before in the past but um i yeah i really enjoyed that part and i thought mandy rose's promo was good the other day as well you saw like a bit of a different side to her more serious side to her um yeah i'm I'm actually quite looking forward (laughs) quite looking forward to it um but yeah i agree mandy rose is gonna win it i think just to just at the end, this has been hurt by the fact that they had this massive gap in between it. Yeah. Like if this had been from Mandy Rose and Sonya breaking up to hair versus hair over two or three months to like two pay-per-views maybe, then this would be really big. And this would be actually like a fairly decent match. And this, you know, you've just had a pay-per-view called Extreme Rules. This is a fairly extreme rule. Do you know what I mean? So I don't, you know, it, yeah. it feels like for some reason they just went, oh, don't worry about Mandy and Otis. Don't worry about the Money in the Bank winner who could get a championship shot whenever he wants. Well, he can go on holiday for, for a month, you know, and just I, have I, people I'm, disappear. It I'm, just... certain one of, I'm, I'm certain one of them had COVID. Yeah, and, and they were necking, weren't they? So they both got it. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> yes, if you could call what they were that's doing, the just wor- necking. From Mandy Rose's perspective, that's the worst way to get COVID. <laughs> <laughs> Not from Oates' perspective. No. <laughs> no. no. Oh, it's just like, if I do it again, I'd do it again tomorrow. Would you take COVID for a... I'm <laughs> 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 saying no. <sighs> My wife listens, so I'm not going to make a comment. Right, so um, <laughs> the next match, this is Joe's pick, Street Profits versus Andrade and Angel Gaza for the Raw Tag Team Championships. Um, who are you going with? Who's your pick? Um, let's go Gaza and Andrada. That sounds like you gave that thought. That does. That sounds like you've really got... 
<laughs> you just literally, you may as well have picked out a hat. Now, let's like, well, for a laugh, let's go and drive in Gaza. Let's see what happens there. Go on then, explain oh. that. Um, it's very difficult to really. Um, I mean, obviously, Montez Ford will be still probably downtrodden with the poisoning. Um, if he's if he's even if he's even fit to wrestle from the quite random poisoning, I thought like he seems to only get it when he shakes the ropes twice as many as twice. It, you know, if, if I shook the ropes and then like blacked out once, I'd be like reticent to do it again. Um, ten minutes later. Um, or if I wrestle a match ten minutes after I blacked out the first time, um, so I think uh, I, I don't know. I, I think it just feels like uh, Gaza and uh, Andrade have been sort of been really important over over these last few months in terms of filling a gap, but not really done anything. And I just feel like it's an opportunity for them. Um, I, I'd give it them. I'd, I, I don't think the Street Profits. Have, I think the Street Profits have had it a while, and I don't think they've really done a lot with it. Um, so it's, it, I'm I'm not really that bothered about the match if I'm totally honest. So I'm really grateful to be able to pick first. Um, <laughs> but, 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 I would probably just probably just pick what you picked it was. Um, but yeah, no, that I'm 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 probably gonna go with it. I'm gonna go with title change there. The first go of on many, then. I feel. The first go, of many. Go on then, Luke. Um, I'm gonna stick with Street Profits, really. Um, I mean. I think it might be um, it might lead to the Angel Gaza and Andrade split up, which they've teased for a while. I mean, like like, like you say, Joe, they've they've been having these matches now for about two months, and if the, if they're going to give them the titles, they could have done it already. So I just don't know why they do it now. Um, so yeah, um, yeah. I mean, the, the, the last match they had, I actually preferred the Bianca Belair Zelina Vega match. I think that's quite interesting. That that was really good. I'm a bit bored yeah. to be honest. The Street Profits versus Andrade and Angel, they've done it so many times. That I'll just yeah I'm not bothered about it anymore. But yeah I'm just, I'm just gonna keep I'm gonna stay with Street Profits. Um I'm I'm agreeing with Joe. I think it's gonna be Andrade and Gaza take it this time. Just for, for me for the main reason is because I think it's time to take it off the Street Profits. Where and it's also for me it's where do you go next? So if you go Viking Raiders, well we've done that already. If you know and then it's like oh okay well where else where are the other tag teams then? So at least if it's Andrade and Gaza versus um. Uh, the Viking Raiders and Street Profits go off, do something else. That's absolutely fine. You, and you go down that route. Um, yeah. So I just think Andrade and Gaza have put the work in. They've, 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 they've been integral to raw ever since, like ever since WrestleMania, to be honest with you, they were, they, them and Selena Vega have been in the middle of pretty much every single raw. At one point they're in practically like three different stories they were involved in. So this would also be the time just to give them a little bit of a belt, a little bit more of a push, and bit of recognition, so uh, Andrade and Gaza for me. I mean, I suppose in that, I suppose in that point, and we've discussed it before. There's just not that many good tag teams anyway, so they've all fought each other loads. So you've yeah. got Cedric Alexander and Ricochet, and you've got the Viking Raiders, and then them two. And then I can't really the Usos aren't there at the moment, but there's no there's no one else really to fight anyway. So they're all just fighting each other. Yeah, they are. Yeah, I, I, where, and are that's, where are the Usos? I don't know. Could be could be could be Corona related, couldn't it? Could be the same issue. That's the thing with any of this. If someone's, if if a, if a superstar's decided they need, they're not going to take part while this is going on, then they've got leeway. They've got free reign to, because um, Jimmy, because it, who I don't know, I can't remember which of the Usos is married to Naomi, to Naomi, but wasn't it her brother-in-law was the one presenting the karaoke? 
it wasn't her husband doing it. It was her brother-in-law doing the karaoke for the, the for the for the female people. Oh yeah, I forgot that was one of the USOs. That was one of the USOs. So I don't know. It's all it's all it's all over. They just need to sort it out. They just need some legitimate tag teams. Because even if you look down, NXT don't have that many legitimate tag teams. And at one point, NXT's tag team division was amazing. But, yeah, it was. You know, so I, it, we, we'll we'll see where the tag team thing goes. It's becoming such a nothingy part of of Raw and SmackDown on both brands. The fact that you know, you take it off the new day. Kofi's not even supposed to be injured. I think they've just given Kofi the time off so they can push Big E. <laughs> yeah. and, 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 and then interrupt his matches. <laughs> yeah, with yeah, exactly. Yeah, this is your big push, but you're not going to yeah. finish any finish finish any actual matches. Yeah. Um, so we'll go to the uh, to the next match then, and this is Luke's pick first. Um, Apollo Cruz versus MVP. For the United States Championship, this is it. This is a match. It will happen. I'm sure. I'm certain of it. Who gets to keep the belt, Luke? Apollo Crews. Okay. Um, I haven't got too much to say about it again. I'm a bit bored of this between Apollo Crews and MVP thing as well. I really like what MVP is doing, but I want him to move on for Apollo Crews now. And, and whether he does it with the belt or not, like he could, he could do. He could go either way again. Um, but. I don't know why if you're going to get MVP, you wouldn't just give it him extreme rules. Like, no, so. that, what, I, I agree with you totally, Luke. It's going to be Apollo Crews that wins. I think the only reason they're doing this is because it's a month behind where they want to be. What they wanted to have happen was Apollo Crews be MVP at the last pay-per-view and then for SummerSlam have Lashley versus yeah. Uh, yeah. Crews and then Lashley wins and takes the belt going forward. And I think payback being a week after SummerSlam, which let, we'll come on to, I'm sure, at some point. Yeah. Like, I think the next pay-per-view will be Lashley versus MVP, so they can just correct that. Uh, sorry, Lashley versus Apollo Crews, so they can correct it and put the belt on Lashley, which I think is what they want to do in the first place, if that makes sense. It, it does, and I completely agree. I'm, I'm going I'm going Apollo Crews as well. There's no point. MVP does not need a belt. It's not going to add anything to MVP. MVP is arguably the best thing on Raw at the moment. Like, he is, he's managing to make the Hurt business. He's managing to make um, not just Bobby Lashley, but... Oh, now I can't... Um, Shelton Benjamin. Shelton Benjamin. Yeah. Shelton Benjamin, an interesting... Shelton Benjamin's come out of nowhere again to be someone that's actually got half a decent like, threat to him. I mean, he putting him in the... As well. he, he did, did yeah. So, even if you... Because the, the other way forward is to give the belt to Bobby Lashley, and then you could even start a Bobby Lashley versus Shelton Benjamin. That that's There's something in that. You know, a little bit the belt starts to break up the Hurt business. Or you have the Hurt business build and build. I mean, the best thing for Cedric Alexander would be to join the Hurt business because that guy needs something other than what he's got with Ricochet. So there is there is stuff here for it, but I just don't necessarily think MVP himself needs the belt. That's not going to help him. So I think can Apollo I, Crews and it opens up for elsewhere. Before, before we move on, can I just ask Luke one quick question just to test his wrestling fandom now that he's been <laughs> watching wrestling for a year? Well, I bet he can't wait. Go on then. Jeremy was a film fan. Jeremy had questions. Like who's got the best beard in movies? Which film starring a wrestler is best? And what's the best film series that's been made into Lego? Jeremy tried Google, but who uses that old system anymore? Then Jeremy found that movie list podcast. Podcast which gave him the answers to the most obscure, bizarre and some say pointless movie related lists. You can listen and subscribe to that movie list podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Come on, be like Jeremy. What's 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 MVP's full wrestling name? 
Montez something. No, it's not. I don't know. I got clue. <laughs> the, the, the dad said it a few times, but I don't yeah, know. Yeah, they have, and I never remember it either. Porter's his last name, isn't it? Yeah, it's I think um, I, it's like something like Montel Vontavious Porter. Yeah, so, so, uh, yeah. sounds right. That's look. I mean, to be honest, that is lucky. Like, if you were yeah. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? That's your real name. That is lucky. <laughs> I mean, the one thing I would say, I think, I think MVP has really made Apollo Crews look good because I don't think Apollo like he's not a bad wrestler, but he's not good on the mic. He's like, he's just not very natural on the mic. He's not very good at promos. And so MVP has like really brought him along, I think. So I think once he does lose the belt, I don't know what's going to happen to him then. But yeah. The problem is Apollo Crews, Apollo Crews has got, every now and again, the bookers decide they're going to make a wrestler like the goody two-shoes. Like he's not got an edge. It's literally, I'm just really happy to be here. And, and my good faith and the fact that I'm such a great guy is what's going to make me popular. And Apollo Crews has had that. And so has Chad Gable. I'm not calling him Shorty G. Chad Gable had exactly the same thing as well. And neither of them went anywhere. You know, Apollo Crews got the belt because Paul Heyman thought there was something in Apollo Crews. And fair play to him. I mean, Apollo Crews is an amazing wrestler. The yeah. stuff he can do, the athleticism, his matches are great. He is dull. He's so boring. His shorts are too small as well. He's such a good wrestler as well. He's such a good wrestler as well. Yes. But he's just so. And the thing with Chad Gable, Chad Gable, Shorty G, really good wrestler, has potential, but so boring. And when your only gimmick is you're short, and then you call your name Shorty G, it's like, what? He's, he's not got a fighting chance, has he? So. They're into it, mate. But his promo was good on, his promo was good on SmackDown, where he said, oh, um, oh yeah, um, really sorry about what I did to you, Matt Riddle. Um, it's just that King's Ransom was available, and, he, you know, that could mean a lot to my family. And I'm like, what, 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 what do you mean? Was the King's Ransom a specified amount? Were you going to get gold? Or, like, what's, what's going on here? I mean, I mean that, that, that was him trying to be heel. I mean, it's terrible. Your um, you 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 the Luke's observation about Apollo Cruz's ring attire is is correct as well. That is, <laughs> like that that's like where you're going. Is this a bit? Is this a bit a bit homoerotic? <laughs> <laughs> like most of the guys wrestling just their pants is fine, but this looks a bit. This you know, I won't really want Sarah to come in at this point. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, there's nothing I can add. Particularly if you put him up against MVP, who's literally dressing in, in a full body suit for Black Panther. A full Black Panther. He's gone the other way and gone, well, there's no way you're seeing anything. Like, you're not seeing any part of my body whatsoever. Above no, you're not going to see my MVP. Yeah, definitely not going to see. <laughs> <laughs> right. Moving on. Moving on. We're all going Apollo Crews. I can't believe we got that much out of that match. Um, moving on. Dominic Mysterio, brand new, freshly signed WWE superstar versus Seth Rollins in a street fight, um, which essentially means that it's just going to be loads of kendo sticks used. Um, it's my choice, but unfortunately, I think I've got wild card here, so I have to go Seth Rollins. Oh, I forgot about that. Um, so you guys have to go Dominic Mysterio because um, the wild cards are there to, to, to force a, a change in our um, predictions. Um, I don't know. I'm absolutely gutted about Seth Rollins having to have Seth Rollins. He could win this, but it doesn't make any sense for him to win it, really. It makes more sense for Dominic to win this. And then we move forward to what I hope will be the case. It's Samoa Joe versus Seth Rollins, which, to be honest with you, since Samoa Joe stood up and defended um, the commentary team, it's been the much more interesting matchup. Like when he was there doing the promo for Dominic 
at the contract signing, a little part was like, I'd rather just watch Samoa Joe versus Seth Rollins. That would be a much better feud and match and story. So I'm hoping that's where this is going. Um, whether that means that Seth Rollins wins it, whether it means Dominic Mysterio gets his gets his sly win, but then gets a beat down that Samoa Joe can go save him. I mean, Dominic, this will be Dominic Mysterio's first big match. Would you have him lose it? It's it's that really. The other thing I'm thinking is whether Rey Mysterio, this is Rey Mysterio's big comeback. So there's lots there, but I think I think Dominic Mysterio is winning it, but I've got to go Seth Rollins. Um, what do you think, Joe? Um, I'm a bit torn on this one, I think. I'm not I'm not unhappy to have Dominic Mysterio, but I think you're probably talking 50-50 on this one. I think SummerSlam's card is really interesting because I think there's a lot of them where you like, make, make my peace with this. I, don't, I, don't, I just don't see a clear winner. I think in my head how I would book this you know, fancy, like not fancy booking, but just practical booking is have is have Dominic get his receipt for Seth basically tenderising him, which is essentially <laughs> what happened on um, yeah. uh, like yeah. he was he was the stake and Seth Rollins was about to fry him up, wasn't he? Yeah. Um. So I would probably have uh, Dominic Mysterio get his get his uh, revenge on Seth, but in the match and then Seth win uh, with a crap finish in some way. I think probably that crap finish is some, looks a little bit like, um, it probably looks a little bit like Buddy Murphy interferes because then I think you could do a Seth Rollins brags about winning and then Samoa Joe gets involved and said, well, you only won because Buddy Murphy got involved. And you could, if you wanted to carry on with Dominic Mysterio doing something, he could then feud with Buddy Murphy and you could kind of, do some tag teams where Samoa Joe carries him. That's how I would. That's how I would get myself out of a out of a challenging booking situation. But that's my just my view. But I'm gonna, I'm I'm not unhappy with Dominic. But I would probably go Seth if I had a choice. What about you, Luke? Yeah, I think I would go with Dominic anyway. Um, I just I can see Ray Mysterio returning. So maybe Dominic starts getting beaten again, and Ray turns back up. And I mean, can you get disqualifications in street fights or not? No. Nope. No, it's, yeah, it's, so it's, I can well, imagine that. I can imagine <laughs> not, meant, not meant to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, with, with WWE, anything, yeah, anything goes pretty much. Yeah, and um, I also read somewhere that apparently it's 15 years ago this SummerSlam that where they had that match between Eddie Guerrero and Rey Mysterio, um, for yeah. the for the what was it the custody on a pole match, man. That's it. That's it. Custody on a pole. <laughs> so, oh, I didn't realise that. Fair play. Yeah, so it seems like pretty fitting, I think, if Dominic wins based on that as well. They won't bring that up. No, that's I. I'm not. I'm not sure anyone's proud that they did a that your child's parentage on a pole match. Like that's for me. That's a bit of dark days of WWE. Oh, I think that. Well, I think that was much worse than that. Oh no, I, I think that. it was. But that's not. That's still not a great stipulation. <laughs> it's not a great stipulation <laughs> anyway. I mean, we're not. <laughs> and I also think the waters like, bringing 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 women back to underground, and there was uproar. They're not going to start talking about parentage on a pole. <laughs> yeah, it was. It, to be honest, that was a classic one of those where it was like, that was okay in the moment. And I swear there's a lot of these where that's okay in the moment. But like looking back, you think, oh, that was crap. Yeah. No, it was, it, it, it was one of those where it made sense. It was where that feud was going. And you kind of went, okay, yeah. And then <laughs> you have to take a step. It's one of those where you wouldn't want someone to come in and go, what are you watching? Oh, whoever wins this is his dad. Like, turn off. Like, what are you, like, what are you doing? 
Why is that? Why is that? Re- why is that really Jack Black guy in those tiny little pants? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I also think, like, looking back to the Raw, like Raw, when they had basically the beating of Dominic, like, surely they're going to let him win now because he took that beating. I mean, that's 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 how I would see it. Like, you know, he's kind of played his part in that. He's basically like, you know, he's paid his dues to come through as a wrestler. Took an absolute beating. At some made, point, made, he's whipping, made, at some point, he's whipping Seth for a couple of minutes for sure doesn't it doesn't need to be the end of the match but he no. will be he, he will be whipping whipping stuff yeah he will and i think that's i think what luke said there is exactly what it was it's a bit of paying his dues because we haven't seen dominic wrestle yet we haven't really seen him do that and one way to kind of make make someone look good as a wrestler is to show they can take a beating as bad as that sounds what i had noticed this week on smackdown was um I don't know if it's the same with, with, with the versions you guys watch, but I usually have the um, age rating come up in the corner of the screen. Yeah, yeah. It usually, yeah. Says, it usually says TVPG, and it actually said TV14 violence this week. So I don't know whether they've made a push now to go, we're going to try and push it a little bit more extreme, because for the longest time they've been PG and, and strictly PG but I think they might be starting to realise that that's not the way they can go. There's no way that last week's Raw would have gone for a PG. No. There's absolutely I, no way. I, yeah, I, I saw the same thing, and it made me wonder. I, it would be interesting to see what they do next week. I did wonder whether, because I think SmackDown this week was pre-recorded, mm. so that was my, my only thought about that was, well, actually, if you're saying you're PG, but it's live, and then... Someone drops an F or, or not an F bomb, but like a, a bitch or a whatever. Um, you can just go, well, it's live. Then we can do about that. But if you're actually pre-recording a pre-recording a smack, you can go, well, it well, it is it is 14 because we know exactly what's coming on. If you edit it that way, it's going to be a 14. So I did wonder about that. But we'll see, it'll be interesting to see what happens next week because if that is the case, all for that because I think I much prefer. I presume AEW's 14. Yes, has to be. And I, I much prefer an more adult. The more adult, the better, to a point. I think, I think considering, and, and this has come up now, because, I mean, Chris Jericho's bragging about it over an AEW, but it's alongside the ratings being what they are, which is shocking for Raw at the moment. I mean, they're down in the, the, the 1.5s, um, 1.6, 1.7, when five years ago they were pulling in 4 million. And their closest competition, which was TNA, were pulling in a million and being told that that wasn't good enough. You know, AEW are pulling in 900,000 on a Wednesday <clears throat> when they've got NXT as direct competition. You wonder if they didn't have NXT, how many of those people would be watching AEW and how close to Raw's number they would get. You know, WWE have got to start doing something. And the demographic they're aiming for, I think, is the 16 to 45, I think, is the demographic. You know, PG, TV PG is probably not going to get you that, where the TV 14 is... So maybe that's that's pushing that. Maybe that's where they're looking. So be interesting to see what happens over the next couple of weeks. Um, yeah. So anything more to say on Dominic Mysterio versus Seth Rollins? Do you reckon the winner gets to the custody of Buddy Murphy? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's no. No for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, thanks for that. Um, so... The next one, we're probably going to end up discussing together. Um, it is Joe's pick first, and then Luke's pick for the next match afterwards. We're probably going to discuss them together, and that's why I've grouped if them together. We, mate, if we discuss it independently, then it's not very <laughs> podcast. Okay. Um, 
Sasha, yeah, I will tell you. Sasha Banks versus Asuka and Bailey versus Asuka are the next two matches we're going to discuss. I don't think any of us saw Asuka winning the Battle Royal to face Bailey. No. That was that came out particularly because the last two were her and Shayna Baszler. Um, I mean, Joe, you've got to be fuming the fact that Shayna Baszler keeps getting really close to being involved in a pay per view, let alone a title bout, and just keep being eliminated, thrown out, or forgotten. Yeah. If only my wild cards applied to Rural Underground, I'd probably be okay going forward. Yeah, so is it my, am, I, am I predicting this one? You're predicting turn, Sasha Banks versus Asuka to start off with. But mm. I think obviously it's got ramifications going on because the yeah, wider story is obviously Sasha Banks versus. Oh, Sasha Banks and Bailey. So it, it depends how you want to do it. If you want to pr- also kind of throw in your Bailey prediction, that kind of makes sense too. Bear in mind, just to add before you start, that I think they have said that Bailey and Sasha have also got to defend their tag team champions on SummerSlam too. I think they no, said that. Is it? Oh, is it? No, just no, 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 no. It's, it's, oh, it's defending him a payback. Okay, fair enough then. All right, so it is it's just these two matches then. So. But that could also play into your to, to your prediction. So I'm setting you up well here. Right? You've got a really detailed, well thought through fantasy book answer here, Joe. I'm giving you all of the cards here. It's up to you how you deal them. Don't I, mate? No, I'm kidding. Um, I. <laughs> <laughs> then move on. Yeah, all right. Um, I'm gonna pass. No. Um, I. So I think one of them lose. One of them is losing a belt. That's my prediction. And. I'm. Um, I think one of them losing a belt because I think it's an easy way to get to get one of the belts back on um, Oscar. I think as well, if there's any brand integrity left, which there is loosely loose to no brand integrity left, I would have Sasha Banks drop the belt to Oscar, and I would have Bailey win, and I would probably have. And if I was if I was booking it like. I want to, which I say every month, but it never happens. I would have Sasha Banks help Bailey to retain the SmackDown belt, and then Oscar fight another fight and lose and play, fight Sasha second and lose that. So she beats, she so Bailey beats Oscar in the first match, and then Sasha loses to Oscar in the second match. That is how I would do it. So I'm predicting Bailey to win and Oscar to win. That's how okay. I would book it because I think that then just open that then then is. Back to Bailey's got a belt. Sasha's jealous. Sasha's helping Bailey. Bailey's not doing it for her. You could absolutely do that on its. You can do that the other way around as well. Absolutely, but that's how I would do it personally. What 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 are your thoughts, Luke? So, I agree that Oscar's will win one of them. Um, <clears throat> again, so an eye face which way it goes for me. So I'm going to go the opposite. Um, I'm gonna go that Sasha Sasha Banks is gonna win, and Bailey is gonna um, Bailey is gonna lose to Oscar. Um, I think Bailey's had it for such a long time now. You can still run the same storyline about them splitting up and having that match for for one of them. I, I know I know there's that brand thing where it will cross over because of it, but maybe that's a good thing to mix it up, mix the women's division up a little bit. Um, so I, I think I think I'm probably hoping more, more so than um, definitely think that that's gonna happen, but. Yeah, I think I'm. I mean, I say that, but but I thought the Bailey Oscar match on Monday was brilliant. Yes, um, I thought yeah. it was really really good. Yeah, it was. Um, 
and obviously Oscar won that. So whether she'd win again against Bailey or not, I don't know. But it's, it's, it could it could honestly really go either way. Um, I'd be surprised if Oscar doesn't win one of them. But yeah, I'll, I'll go with Oscar beating Bailey and then Sasha Banks winning. Um, I'm agreeing with Luke. I think it's going to be that Sasha Banks retains and Bailey loses just because then it flips the dynamic they've had for the last two months or so where Bailey's been the champion and Sasha wasn't and it's going to flip the other way and that's when we're going to have Bailey turn on Sasha because for me Sasha's got to be the face when they eventually face off with each other it can't be Bailey be the face because Bailey's so much more an effective heel so it makes sense for me that Sasha's got the belt and Bailey turns on Sasha than the other way round because at payback they are going to lose their tag team championships I, I, it doesn't make sense for them to keep it. Mm. And then then you've got this one belt between the two of them. You can still tell this great story. It doesn't have to be told straight away. And if you want to keep it to a Royal Rumble, you can. You can keep going with this where you're never sure who's going to turn on who. Are they helping each other? Are they not? All the rest of that stuff. But you're also making a bit of a, a, a problem for yourself because they're holding too much of the belt. So they're, or what, they're, they're being involved in too much here where you've just brought up you know, Liv Morgan and Ruby Riot as a as a legitimate tag team. You're trying to build them, giving them the belts whenever would would, would work, or or you know, get them off Bailey and Sasha so you can start telling stories with other teams and not muddy the waters there. So for me, Sasha beats Asuka, but Asuka beats Bailey. So Joe's got Joe's out there on his own for this. Oh, can I make a completely contrary? Um suggestion just to just to throw it out there i don't think it will happen but it make it makes sense in my mind if sasha wins and bailey wins yeah does that mean that then if they lose the tag belts they're on different brands yeah yes it does and then the next time they would survivor series yeah survivor series and they'd have to fight each other i mean that would be brilliant and then you take that through to rest that's a way to really extend that feud like I don't think it will happen, but just my logic. There's a logic there in my mind about that. I, I, think, I think WWE is, is basically waiting for crowds yeah, before that match. Yes. So it'd, it'd just be whenever that, whenever they can have crowds back, right? That next, pay, the next big pay per view. That's when it's happening. Well, they have said that SummerSlam's not at the Performance Center. Yeah. yeah SummerSlam yeah. is going to be somewhere else. I don't know if they've announced where it is yet. It's yeah. Like a, yeah. Somewhere, sorry. Somewhere in Orlando, like a, like a. It's called the Arndale Centre or something like that. Oh, okay. So I, I, I'd not heard that. So I don't know whether that's an opportunity for more potential crowd for a potential or whatever. Doing or whether vir- just they, be... I think they're going to do virtual crowds. Yeah. Like the NBA is, which is like. Yeah, so they've got, yeah, so they got loads of screens around, basically, yeah. and people can apply and then they'll just have faces and be able to chant and stuff. Oh, we should get in that. Why aren't we doing that? <laughs> Because I would have to be be up at three o'clock in the morning on a random Sunday. And I would have to try and look somewhat interested in the Street Profits versus Andrade and Gaza. Not just doing what I'd normally (laughs) do at that point, which is look through my phone and look up every single time the commentator shouts something. It's a pin. All right. Oh, no. Oh, okay, then. I'll just just, go back to looking through Facebook. You're just wearing your Wrestling Predict Cast T-shirt. Yeah, <laughs> you'd be like, why is that guy? That guy's nodded off halfway through the paper. <laughs> <Like, laughs> yeah, yeah, that would that would essentially that would essentially be it. Um, and I wouldn't be wearing my Predict Cast T-shirt. I'd be wearing my Dominic Dijakovic T-shirt. 
friend of the oh, show. Of yeah. Come back. Um, <laughs> so. The next match, because um, we've covered both Sasha Banks and Asuka and Bailey and Asuka in one go there. That's, that's, that's efficient. The next match for the Universal Championship, it's The Fiend versus Braun Strowman in the, the match that's being touted as the you-won't-see-it-coming match. I don't know. Um, that's, that's what they're, they're going with this. But Fiend versus Braun Strowman, um, it's my pick first, but it's unfortunately wild cards again. Luke... You have the Fiend, Braun Strowman, or Fiend, sorry, Bray Wyatt, whatever he's calling himself for whatever match, which means that both me and Joe have to go Braun Strowman and you have to go the Fiend. Hmm. I'm gutted about that because I yeah. think this is where they give the Fiend the belt. Um, I don't have much more to add to that. I think Braun Strowman's had his run as Universal Champion. He was never meant to be Universal Champion. Um, they've managed to make this feud half decent with the mat to draw it out three different matches um i think they've lost the momentum with the with the swamp match it's all a bit weird at the minute i'm not really sure what's going on with with alexa and all the rest of that stuff but it's all just a bit strange i can see alexa Alexa's definitely going to be part of it whether she costs brawn i don't know whether that goes anyway but i think you take it off brawn now and you give it to the fiend because I think they'd much prefer the, the Fiend to have it. What I will say before passing it on is there was one point when the Fiend was the biggest part of WWE across all three shows, and it was dead exciting, and you couldn't wait to see what was going to happen with him, and they have completely ruined it. Like, the Fiend is nowhere near the most exciting part of WWE anymore. Nowhere clear. They've, they've absolutely diluted his effectiveness, and I think part of doing that was giving him the belt in the first place and forcing him to have to lose it, particularly to Goldberg, so uh, yeah, I think they've got some some rebuilding to do, but I I have to have Braun Strowman. I think the Fiend's winning it. What's your view, Joe? Um, my view is that was a bit of a was a questionable pick from you, um, <laughs> given it was a wild card. Um, no, I'm in, in all seriousness, I think um, I, I I'm trying to make a case for Braun Strowman in this. Really trying to make a case for it. And my the only thing I can think is, will WWE learn from their mistakes a little bit on this and just not give the Fiend the belt? Because the last time the Fiend was anywhere near decent, they gave them the belt. Although they they they, they put him in a title match and then gave him the and then didn't give him the belt and it was awful. And then they felt so obliged that they then gave him the belt and then they were like, well, that kind of shoots our plans in the because we now want to now need to give it to Goldberg and it just all got a mess and I'm desperately hoping that they'll just see reason and go look why don't the Fiend and Braun Strowman like kick the kick the poo out of each other yeah yeah poo out of each other see I'm getting better I'm getting better and not swearing well, yeah, yeah that's you've gone from one extreme to the absolute <laughs> other for this podcast so thank you very much I mean that's self-centered Joe we had to have TV 14 last week yeah last last round yeah go on <laughs> Yeah, that's because you forgot to edit it out. Um, but yeah, no. So, um, yeah. so I, 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 I'm trying to make a case for for it. But if I'm honest, if I was betting, I'd be having it on on uh, Bray Wyatt. But I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful that they just don't do it. I hope they don't do it, and then they can use the fiend for more interesting stuff, and they can take the take the belt off Braun Strowman anytime they want to anyone they want. But I, I can't see it. What do you, What do you reckon, Luke? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm happy to have the fiend in this. I mean, I don't, I think, 
if if you weren't going to give him the belt, I don't know why he'd have him in the title match, like in a belt match still. That's going because I feel like that's only going to hurt him. It's going to damage the character more. So if you're not going to, you know, give him the win, then that seems a bit silly to me. Unless they're just going to bury the, the fiend character, which I can't see them doing. Um, so yeah, I'm happy for to have the fiend. I mean, but it's I, not I, it's not a no DQ or anything like that, though, is it? Like it's not. No, it's, 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 it's a match. It's a straight match. So it could like they could easily have a crap finish where. Fiend wins technically, like Fiend loses technically, but really gets what he wants, kind of. Or thing. the fi- or the Fiend wins, right? And then to negate the belt, Otis comes out. <laughs> well, that's, that's, a that's a question at the end. I was always always leave that. I might as well answer that question now. Is this where we see Otis taking oh, advantage? And are we going to have a money in the bank cash in? I'm having that. Because I'll put it because I always I usually I didn't have it last time because of the swamp match. And like we said, if they'd thrown Otis into the swamp match, it would have been a bold move for him to rock up to the swamp at the end and dive in would have been a bit much. But like the, he could be involved. It's a straight match. So, you know, money in the bank prediction. Joe, are you legitimately saying yes? Yeah, go on. Why not? All right. I'm, going for, I'm going for it. No, I don't think so. I, I actually think they're going to start building a faction around the Fiend. It feels like Alexa Bliss might be turning towards the Fiend from her recent promos and what's happened. Braun Strowman, the last promo with Braun Strowman, where they were like both laughing at each other. It almost feels like, you know, he might build out a faction, maybe. I don't know. It's not a bad idea. It's not a bad idea to start building something else around him because... I don't know. It's, it's just not that exciting anymore. It's just absolutely lost the appeal that you had. I remember it, it was the most exciting thing. They built the whole show around the fiend. He's, you know, he's going to be here. He's coming like, you will see him. You will see him. And that was the big push. And now he's, he's not even featured in the final, not, you know, not always featured in even the final segment. It's just bizarre, really. Um, and what are you saying about, what are you saying about Cashin? Uh, no, God, absolutely not. I'm not, even <laughs> I'm not even convinced. And this is classic WWE. I'm not even convinced that money in the bank is going to matter for the t- world title. I still think Otis is going to use it with Tucker at some point. And they're just going to throw away the fact that they said it was world heavyweight. And Otis is going to cash it in and win the belts from like Nakamura and, C- Nakamura and Cesaro. Do you know what tell I mean? Me we're having, tell I, me we're having a triple threat of payback. Otis versus <laughs> Braun versus Bray. That's, that's all I want in my life. <laughs> That's all I want in life. The worm worm on the fiend. (laughs) I I would love it. I would absolutely love it. I'm having that that pick. I know it's it's a very, very long... It's a real long shot, but if that comes in, fiend beats up Braun, Braun's turn, Braun beats up the fiend, Otis comes in, slivers up, one, two, three, Otis, your new world title holder, coming out of Slam. God help us. (laughs) (laughs) Who's he, who's he gonna feud with? He's gonna feud with like Ricochet. Well, you could, finally your wildcard of last year man could come in for you. Yeah, yeah, finally. <laughs> the the other thing along those lines that you're mentioning is if Braun Strowman wins this, even if the Fiend wins this, who's next? Who's lined up as their next opponent for either of them? Because Otis, was... Brock, Otis versus Brock Lesnar, maybe. Yeah, there you go. There's your, there's your, there's your Royal Rumble. Otis versus versus Lesnar. Is it going to be Otis as the next person? Is that where this is going to go? So Otis is always waiting in the wings, but they still need someone to face Strowman or the Fiend. And I don't know who's there. 
I'm starting to feel like I'm being peer pressed into this prediction. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm trying. The, 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 yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, you got Shame at seven years, but he, you know he's not really doing much at the moment apart from messing about with Shorty G. To be fair, Sheamus isn't a bad shout. They built they because really randomly, even though he got he lost to Jeff, Jeff's now facing AJ, and we see how that turns out on Friday, and whether that might end up being a SummerSlam rematch or probably payback, to be honest. Um, but then you've got like Sheamus, they're pushing. Sheamus had some big wins. He's getting involved in matches. Maybe that's where they're going. Roman Sheamus, Reigns, Sheamus versus Strowman. Reigns is not coming back. Um, till Rumble. I would say, yeah, he's not coming back until there's crowds. I'd probably have Otis feud with for the title with um, Baron Corbin when he wins it. That's probably where I'd go. With it. See now, now what you're doing is you are overcommitting to this because you've thrown yourself <laughs> in. You've <laughs> in with two feet and you're trying to justify it. Oh yeah, now this is going to work for me. I mean, it could if you manage to pull this off. Fair play to you, but you know, I, this, this, this this reeks of a Ben White prediction. This does. But this is no, no, don't do that. Don't do that, Mr. Shane Baszler is going to be the biggest star in the women's division this year, and we haven't seen her on TV properly or in a decent match for the last, I don't know, two months. She was going to win the Rumble. Mate, she's not cost me any. Money she's, not cost me, she's not cost me any points in this prediction, Luke. <laughs> right, she hasn't. <laughs> yeah. You can't. That is a wild card rule. <laughs> if your wild card picks are like, we're meant to be people that weren't going to weren't going to compete, you might as well have picked friggin'. Is that John Cena? Right, John Cena, yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> right then, we are going to move on to the main event. And to be fair, the main event, again, it's another wild card, but it's actually a main event that's, that, that, that could be half decent. It's Drew McIntyre versus Randy Orton for the WWE um, Championship. Um, again, Joe's got McIntyre as a wild card, so both me and Luke have to have Randy Orton. Um, it's Joe's, your decision well, first, but but really it's it's... How, how are you feeling about it? Do you think Drew McIntyre's got the win? Are you happy having him as wildcard? Well, before I, before I answer that question, can I hand over to Luke, who I've heard the theory of, the, the, the most outlandish but also brilliant theory, second to Otis winning the world title off the feet, <laughs> right? This is the revelation of the podcast that Luke's about to explain to us. Go on, Luke. Yeah, so I mentioned this to Joe the other day. I think mainly because I was trying to justify Randy Orton. Um, but obviously they had that really good segment with Ric Flair on Raw on Monday and the lights went out, which we blame Retribution on. Yeah. I think that was done on purpose so that, you know, he didn't really kick Rick Fair in the face. The in cahoots and he's going to come out and help Randy Orton beat Drew McIntyre. I'm, I'm not against that. <laughs> For me, that's more plausible than Otis being the money in the back catching. <laughs> Because they've done stuff like that before. You know, the Randy Orton turning on Ric Flair was random anyway. Was really random. And the association in the first place was random. Like, why is Ric Flair? No. I don't know, evolution. There's there's history there, it makes sense. And Rand and and Ric Flair being on the on on TV, I assume must have some sort of rating connotations. And if he's up for doing it, I, I guess that it just adds a little bit more credibility to Randy Orton not that he necessarily needs it but but it, it adds an extra dimension to the story I guess I think they I think they I think they owe Ric Flair I think Triple H loves Ric Flair doesn't he like I, I think that's I think if Ric Flair's like I'm available for TV he'll be on TV I just feel like with Ric Flair as well there's just so much more they could do with him because he can talk like yeah. like an absolute champion you could you could put him with someone else yeah and make them like put him with 
Shane, well, not Shane Baszler because of Charlotte, but but putting with someone like that, you know, that that would be that would be, you know, I think that'd be you could you could do something with that. Put him with a tag team, just put him with any tag team and make them a million dollars. Yeah, I, you're absolutely right in that, and and that and that theory isn't a bad one either. It, it isn't because it, it was random. So I think you're making me feel slightly better about the fact that I've got to back Randy Orton here. Um, if Ric Flair comes out, he's sorting out Randy Orton, Andre McIntyre. That, that's that's where my head's at. If we see Ric Flair on the show, he's not on Drew McIntyre's team. But but at the same time, wouldn't it for the main event? Randy Orton comes out, you think, oh my, uh, sorry, um, Ric Flair comes out, you think he's definitely going to be after Randy Orton. He teases after Randy Orton the whole time. He cracks Drew McIntyre with a chair. Randy Orton holds the title up, and you're there for Raw the next night, wondering what the hell happened. Yeah. Tell me, I mean, that's WWE storytelling. That's that's the 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 double twist at the end, and then all of a sudden the the, the show starts with Randy Orton and Ric Flair laughing their ass off. You know, we took advantage. We did exactly what Luke said. And that, that, they'll say it too because they're fans of the pod. They, 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 we did exactly what Luke Smith said. It's a great idea. We can't believe the WrestlePredict cast called this out. And then Dominic Dijakovic appears. And, and, and you know, all our dreams come true. So. I, I, I would, I would if, I had, if I had a pick now, I would pick Orton for this. Would you? The, the only, I, I'm kind of backing that just because they built Orton so much that him losing this undercuts all the good work they've done with him. And I how agree. do you build him to go up against Edge again if he's lost this feud? That was the only reason I was thinking Orton might not be a bad shout for this. Could be, an, thing- could be a no finish. Could be a no yeah. finish. Yeah. Retribution could come in and, I don't know, throw a cinder block through the bottom rope twice. Um, <laughs> whatever. You could, like, you know. But I, 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 think, I think Orton's winning this. I, I do. I don't think Drew McIntyre is that exciting. Um, I, I would go, I would go Orton here instead of McIntyre. It I would think, feel like yeah. it would feel like a bit of a damp end to Drew McIntyre though, and I think he's actually a decent champ. I do. I think he's hurt by the fact there's no crowd. Yeah. And that he hasn't got a Roman Reigns to go up against or someone like that. That you know, Randy Orton is the biggest name he's been up against aside from Brock Lesnar. This is the biggest match he's had yet, and to be fair, the feud's been great. The promos they've been doing the last couple of weeks have been have been brilliant, yeah. and it's a decent story. It's building really well. It just feel like Drew needs to win this because this is his first real test. I, th- I think what, I think whatever happens, it's going to protect one of them, isn't it? It's going to protect them both. Yes, because you know you're not, you're not going to have a clean win, are you? I don't think. Yeah, I, yeah, and you're not going to, and surely you're not going to go and have a Drew McIntyre versus Ric Flair feud at some point. That feels unnecessary. Um, but payback, if you're building for the next week, what? the payback being, you know, Drew McIntyre versus Randy Orton. No, no, not Rick Flair. No, no, sorry. Yeah, no, but, but I mean, if Rick Flair turns on Drew McIntyre, then, you Let's know. Let's the lights out for the whole match, mate. And just <laughs> <laughs> every, time, every, time, every time Drew McIntyre's about to hit Rick Flair, the lights flicker. As an, yeah. as an, as an One, epilepsy two, warning with the, uh... three lights out, and then Rick Flair, Rick Flair's just getting pinned. Um... So let's before we, before we finish up, let's talk about payback. Now payback is, I think SummerSlam's on the Sunday. Is payback scheduled as a pay per view slot the next the next week? Is that what it is? Or I think so. So it's, it's, it's definitely the thirtieth, which is the Sunday. Right. Okay. I mean, 
we're, you know, just to, to make it clear, we're not going to be trying to predict that because we're not going to know the matches. We're not going to have time to sit down and work that out. We're not going to have, you know, any of that stuff going. So that's not going to be our next round. Um, we have come to the end of our predictions. So a couple of things just to discuss before we finish. First of all, are there any matches do you think we're going to be adding to this card um, in particular? No. I think we've specifically got eight because I think if it's not announced for this, it'll be on payback. So we're gonna have a, we're gonna have a SmackDown tag team title match on payback. We're gonna have an Intercontinental match on payback. We're gonna have Jeff Hardy versus that's AJ Styles. Oh, no, sorry, 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 sorry. That, that is, that, that, that is yeah. the Intercontinental. King Corbin, Matt Riddle probably. Yeah. Women's women's tag as well probably. Maybe okay. maybe Nikki Cross versus Alexa Bliss. You've got you've got a card for payback. Yeah. It seems I don't know why they're doing it, though. No, well, my, my my theory is maybe because the NFL is back on the week after. So. So why would that? Because you, because basically just because that'll absolutely tank their ratings on the pay per view. So if you're gonna if you've got like the first weekend of NFL, and on the first week of September you can squeeze this pay per view in on the end of August. If you're gonna do it anyway. Like a week later, it probably you you probably gonna get a lot more viewership. I would I would suggest. Okay. I suppose my question is, why well, they do it? Why well, they do it at all? Yeah, I'm not I'm not disagreeing with that. I don't know why there's any need to do it at all. But I think if you're gonna you're not if you're going up against a, a decent NFL match, it's gonna be carnage. The only thing I can think, but they've not advertised it this way, is this would be a big way to push your WWE network numbers. Is to say you've got essentially three pay-per-views in one month because you could have TakeOver, SummerSlam and Payback in one month subscription. And they always, I don't know if they still give away the first month free, but if they do, it could be a big boost for numbers. You know, sign up for August, you get this big, huge month of three pay-per-views, but they haven't pushed Payback really at all. The first time Payback was mentioned was when they talked about the fact that um, Sasha and Bailey have got to defend yeah. their titles on it. That was the first I'd officially heard of it. Before then, you know, Luke texted me to say, "Are we going to do payback?" And I was like, "Mate, you got it wrong. There's no, there's no. I think Joe even put, there's no way WWE are going to have a pay per view the weekend after SummerSlam." And then obviously we check the dates, and that's exactly what they're doing. Um, well, yeah, let's, I, let's just say that won't be the first prediction I'm wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got, we got, we got. Come a on, I mate. Sorry about that. Um, <laughs> So, some pre- a pretty big round. There's eight matches. This is gonna. I think this is gonna change the league table enough, and it gives a lot of people opportunity to get involved, which is where we're up to now. It's up to the audience to get involved. Um, every single round, you can win WWE merch just by taking part in the predictions. All you've got to do is put your names down on the prediction form, fill out whether you agree, disagree, whatever predictions you can with 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 us against the three of us, and if you have the most correct. And the tie break, you win w- official WWE merch. Um, all you got to do is fill in the form that's going to be attached to the podcast description or on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. Just search for the Wrestling Predict Cast at any of those um, social media. And also just get in touch. Let us know what you thought of our predictions, whether you think Luke's bang on with his uh, with his Randy Orton, Ric Flair, ultimate conspiracy, um, or whether you think Otis, uh, Otis is actually going to cash in the money in the bank and uh, Joe's nailed yet another audacious prediction. Um, but I think that's all we've got to say on SummerSlam 2020. Uh, we will see you next time. Thanks, fellas. Thank you. Thanks, mate.